What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Period. Oh, that ass back to see if he gonna catch it. Queen. So, yeah. Back in. What's up with you? <laughs> All right. Now I think we're good. Okay, cool. You're talking on this ginger, though. Let me tell you something. This ginger. Oh, that's what I was going to say. When I went to um that place I went to in California a few weeks ago, I had I would call myself trying to be cool and trying all these different juices, and it was like this mango ginger juice. And I know how ginger get down. But I was like, ooh, this going to be good. I felt the cup of... I, I smelt a taste of that juice, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. That's <laughs> weird. Like, when I buy ginger from the farmer's market, I literally buy, like, the pound bag. Like, it's like a bag of, like... I think it's like what, what you do with it? I juice it. I juice all of it. So I add it in my juices or I, or I just take shots of it because um, I think because my diet, because I don't stick to one solid diet, like I'm, I'll go from vegan to vegetarian to eating meat to doing this. Like my body processes food really, really weird. So um, just to kind of keep my immune system, my digestive system on track, I just take shots of ginger. But um, I also get a lot of headaches. A lot of headaches. I, I don't know what it is, but probably because when you be taking drugs, I, don't, I never. Take drugs. <laughs> I <don't know> my <laughs> All right, so back to the episode. Um, so yeah, I um, oh you know, for real, for real, I think I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm having this like I so two things. <laughs> So I have some friends that have been diagnosed with coronavirus and um, it's kind of scary. So obviously I knew I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's getting real y'all. But now it's kind of, it's, it's to the point now that it's getting closer to home. I'm like feeling like I'm having symptoms myself. Like even right now my throat is sore, but I haven't been around nobody. So I'm just like, oh, you need that ginger. here you go. I don't want no ginger pool. But no, it's just it's just really crazy. So I did want to talk about something um before we I mean, well, are you ready for Shop Talk? I'm always ready for Shop Talk, baby. Okay, so for Shop Talk, I wanted to uh, for my contribution, I wanted to talk about the stimulus check that people oh, have been I need to, I need the girls to know what's going on <laughs> what they can get, what they can't get. And <laughs> got out there and they need to research on their own okay go ahead yeah they do the thing is the government don't even have know how they're doing this which is not a shocker at all but um as we do know at least as it applies to people like me and you i can't really speak for like you know students and kids and things like that but i do know that um all taxpaying citizens for the most part qualify for a $1,200 stimulus check if you owe babe uh, uh birth control <laughs> if you owe child support you do not qualify if you do not pay taxes you don't qualify so um unfortunately there are people who are who live off of like disability and other government provided assistance and they don't pay taxes they don't exactly qualify unless unless which is funny if they report their um 1099 every year which people would not normally do because it's like i'm not getting any taxes back so why would i file anything you know what i'm saying so they basically are SOL, which sucks because I feel like those are the people that are in need the most. They have the lower income. They actually have no income besides that, which is re- which is provided by the government. Now, I'm hoping they reassess this and, you know, to kind of determine how they're going to distribute the money. But knowing this uh, administration, they probably don't exactly care. Also, um, retired people, they qualify as long as they were not listed as a dependent on someone else's taxes. 
and um, the the people that are getting the money is based on their 2018 and 2019 taxes who made less than a 75,000 adjusted gross income, which is interesting because adjusted gross income isn't necessarily how much money you made. It's like after everything. So let's say you made $100,000 and you wrote off $25,000 worth of stuff. Now you've made 75,000 as your adjusted gross income. So now you qualify for the uh, stimulus check, which I think is interesting. Hmm. And they, um, as well, so along with that, there are things that they, that they, implement to quote unquote assist the uh, economic state of the world of the country so they are setting back people's student loan payments so for me i know that my um student loans they they've deferred them to september with no penalty and no interest which is good because um let's say i decided to go ahead and pay instead of my money going towards interest it goes to the overall price of my loans and i'm still not paying I've been paying consistently. I'm going to take this break to save some money. So thanks, y'all. Um, and um, what else do I have here? Yeah, so that's basically it. So essentially, um, if you file tax in 2018, 2019, you get $1,200. Now, I don't know what this package does for the containment of the virus. It seems like they care more about the financial aspect than the, the, the livelihood of others. But we're going to see. Yep. So I just wanted to add some things to that that I um that I heard and I saw and I read. <laughs> um, so if you have, if you're like leasing a car out, mm-hmm. you, um, <clears throat> defer payments on it for I think up to two months, and then it'll go on the back end of your loan. And if I'm not mistaken, it won't have any interest at it. Um, same thing can go for your mortgage and a few other things. Um, as far as people who rent, like me, uh, we don't got too many options, so that's going to be probably the only thing we got to pay for. But you can do that with, like, your phone bill, um, all type of stuff. I, you know, you just have to see what your options are because everybody's companies are different. But I think yeah. people have, like, people have read, like, oh, they're going to throw this they're going to defer it for da, 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 but you have to actually call them and set that up. It's just not going to happen automatically. Yep. You're uh, right. So the car note thing is so funny because you're right. They are letting people push back their car notes, but I actually have a friend who financed her car and they're telling her that it's going to make her interest go up if she does it. So it's like, please just, it's different for different people. Yeah. Just call y'all. Don't just assume. Cause when this is all over, they have no problem hitting you with a bill. Trust them. They're probably counting on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get that mortgage thing straightened out right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, for me personally, um, I, obviously I wanted to pay my bills, but if I don't have to, even if I had a million dollars, I'm still going <laughs> to push my mortgage back because I'm going to take this opportunity to save as much money as I can. So when things go back to normal, I got a little, a little leg up. You know what I'm saying? You heard you. That's when I'm on too. And then hopefully um, outside, I'll back up before my birthday. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh well I seen that meme it was like growing up your mama always said outside ain't going nowhere now look outside gone <laughs> okay well outside ain't going I'm so glad I was outside in these streets before because what like, you got shot talk oh so let me just start off with <laughs> my homeboys um Sean Garrett and the Dream. So, I don't know if y'all saw it or not, if y'all don't know what's going on. So, basically, Sean Garrett and Dream got on live, and they had sort of like, because everybody been doing like these live um, DJ events and all type of stuff. So, they decided to have like a battle between who was the best producer and writer. 
And um, Sean Garrett has made some amazing hits. Like, he's written for some of the biggest artists. I'm talking about Beyonce, blah, 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 but so has The Dream. But <clears throat> me personally, the way I'm looking at it, it was just funny because I think that Sean Garrett might have been on drugs. And I hate, I don't want to put this on. A lot of people are saying it. But he was geeked up. Like, his face, the face he was making, he was like licking his tongue out like he was eating cat. <laughs> and like... He kept blinking like, he, I mean, like it was crazy. I think oh, they made a lot of gifts off of him. Yes, because he was. Oh my god, it was so funny. So, <clears throat> but you know, just talking about music, I'm a big part. Like I'm a person on music. I love new music, old music. Like I get into who produced it. Like it was a good song, and I and I can hear it. Like sometimes, like even if I don't read the credits, I can kind of hear like, oh, okay, so and so made this beat because yeah, this- they had that style. Yeah, so. I'm big on that. So for one, just looking off of stats and just my personal experience about listening to each producer's music, I'm always go towards the dream. And I'm not that I'm not saying that to discredit Sean Garrett, but I think that even with the dream, the dream just an all around good producer, writer, and an artist. See, that's the thing. See, Sean Garrett did try to make music on his own, but it didn't hit. Did he? Yeah, I remember he had this one song called um he had this one song. Hold on, let me just Google another one because I know he had a popular song. The only song that's coming up in um my head right now is a song called Get It Out and it's featuring Nicki Minaj. He had that song a long time ago. Um, but his music career didn't stick. See, The Dream, let me tell you something. The Dream still, he's still doing shows off them CDs, them, them uh, songs from back in the day. Look, Jeremiah got a whole career for sounding like him. <laughs> oh my god! That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, what? I remember I first heard a Jeremiah song. I swore it was the dream. Let me tell you something. That whole era of yeah. the dream. Um. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking up some songs by Sean Garrett. Gripping, feel love, please forgive. And about, I don't know none of these songs. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, 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 on the good side, Sean Garrett. Sean Garrett has written um, his his major songs that he that he put out. Yeah, by Usher, Sierra's Goodies, um, Mario's Breakup, which is one of my favorite. That's, that's the notable one for me because whenever I hear hear think of Sean Garrett, I think of that song. Yes, um, Nicki Minaj's first single, Massive Massive Attack, um, which that. Oh, that song. Yeah, that, that song didn't do well at all. So I mean, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's something off of here though. Because if I'm not mistaken, he wrote "Get Me Body" for Beyonce. Did he or did the Dream write it? The Dream wrote a lot of other songs. You know, and people were trying to throw some shade, talking about wow, they wrote Beyonce's career. No, Beyonce made their career. Let's be very clear. Because if they would have wrote any. If they would have wrote any of those songs for somebody else, they would have not hit like Beyonce. Beyonce is a performer and she is a talent. Don't get it twisted. Their whole live was based off songs they wrote for Beyonce. Pussycat Dolls, he wrote Buttons, Britney Spears, Toy Soldier. Listen. Really? All, yeah, all hits. But let me tell you something. Hold on, let me go to the dream. I don't even have to look it up. But I'm just, I'm, I'm off top. I'm in love with you, babe. I actually knew about the dream from his solo career before I knew about him writing. I swear to God. I love your girl. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, what was my favorite song? Fancy. Like, what's, what's the song he got with Rihanna? 
Um, oh, umbrella. Uh, Ella, Ella, eh. What? <laughs> it's you. Oh, right. How can you come for Radio Killer like that? Radio Killer, Killer. Oh, yeah. Falsetto? He did Falsetto. He did Ride by Sierra. Um, Britney Spears, Me Against Some Music, which was a major hit. Okay. Beyonce Partition, Single Ladies. Really? Oh, yeah, I knew about single Somebody by, by Mariah Carey and Baby by Mariah Carey. Oh, Baby for Justin Bieber, okay? Oh, really? Yes. Okay, yeah, why would Sean Gary even get in that live? That's what I'm saying. Like, how dare you even? You mad, huh? Yeah, I wasn't mad, but I was I just... watch it. I'm not really driven by music. Too, even the artist was just like, just end it. Like, you got to... <laughs> First of all, it looked like they didn't even know how to use live, first of all. The dream definitely was lost. That's what, that was funny. She was like, wait, can you see me? And you know you got a little voice. She's like, wait, can you see me? Am I doing it right? Uh, <laughs> Just stay in the studio, baby. Stay in, go ahead and log out for me. But um, The live is still up if you want to go watch it. It's still up now. I will not. It's so funny, though, but you should, you know. But anywho, yeah. I'm I'm just a dream. I'm always, I'm a the dream fan anyway. Um, he had a concert maybe like a year ago, and I was on tour, and I couldn't not go, and I was so mad. But you I saw that man at Summit. So I You didn't go there. You wasn't there. He didn't perform. He didn't, but he talked. I don't care about that. I want to hear the hits. I feel that's hilarious. I wonder who do you who would you like to see go neck and neck next? People was talking about like who would Missy Elliott go up against? I'm like nobody. Oh, you know what though? It's not a lot. Not that I not can, that I can think of off bat, but for real, for real, it ain't really a lot of female producers that be like Missy Elliott has done a lot. Now, a Kim, lot. ain't no shade. She, she, you know, she she not close to Missy, but she definitely wrote a lot of songs for a lot of artists. Who? Oh, true. You know, ever since G five G, they don't they don't stomp Carrie even lower. But Carrie, you cannot deny her talent. That's a fact. And the thing is, as much as people hate her, when she do show up, they they don't never have nothing negative to say. So it's just it's what it is. A one, but um, Candy Burst. Hold on now. Ariana Saquana. <laughs> my girl. Somebody said that Missy should go up against Candy. I was like, all right. Um. Not now, it's for me, it's not about the hits, it's about she not they not even the same type of artist at all. Yeah, um, I would say that when it comes to hits that stick, definitely Candy. Okay, wrote, like Bills, Bills, Bills. She wrote a lot of hits that were like, like Candy, who uh, Candy wrote um music for like NSYNC. She wrote that, um, her and Tiny wrote um Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, which is which. The hugest song is 2017, if you ask me. Man, so, you know, it's different. But Missy has, like... But Missy music is, like, more relatable. And it's, it's like, more, like, black to me. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, yeah, like... I know what you mean. It's not, like, crossover. I mean, Missy is a crossover artist, but it's still a black, like, in a black way. It go off. Like, her music, <laughs> yeah, I definitely... Yeah. But, yeah. Candy definitely is... Now that I think about it, she probably is, like, top... I want to see Bow Wow versus Lil' Romeo. All right. Oh, oh, 112 versus Jagged Edge. Okay, so I have this conversation all the freaking time. And I don't know if it's because I'm from Atlanta, but I'm going to always say Jagged Edge. They, the, the, the songs just speak for itself. You don't think 112 from Atlanta? They from Atlanta? Yeah. 
They named Club One Twelve right now. Chester Bridge, where they where they name came from? That goes to show that Jacket Edge really is <laughs> a black team. Nah, you're right. Jacket Edge, let me tell you something. Whenever now, I ain't trying to say that once we ever had no kids because Cupid and you know um all that. Jacket Edge had whole albums all the way through. Um, nah, you're right. No skips. Remember they came back with what a party at? That was a comeback song. That was a hit. Listen, <laughs> you know what? Salsa that really ain't do no wrong for the most part. They had a few people that didn't really take off. Let me tell you something. OD podcast is still shook by Jagged Ass Promise to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know, you know. Every time I think of Promise, I think about that blow pop that they had in their mouth. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. No, I, can't. I don't even want to talk about it no more. Because people. Who thought 112 was from, Because <laughs> I always say that when it comes to male RB, I always put Jagged Edge at the top. I do like um, Tank. I love Tank. I feel yeah. like Tank has a has really good music, has a good voice. His last album was fire. I just don't really trust people who be who be putting like Trey songs at the top. I don't really see it. Really? Is he a singer singer though? He's a singer. But they be like, man, I'm just like, well. Well, let's do him versus Usher. What's good? You wanna put Chris Brown on a train? Like, I don't get it. Music. The yeah, Chris. Hit different. You know, people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that's not funny anyway okay so i would like to see usher 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 against um who was an equivalent for for the usher era was it just him it was um gene wine oh true 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 still usher gonna win it though gonna win it, yeah um usher is like one of the most relevant long-term male artists to me it ain't Okay, hold on. Who next? Monica yeah, and R&B. Um, but we just, R&B just, you know, I wish that we could just switch bodies with R. Kelly, with somebody else, because he had just played a big role in men, male R&B. Like, not even just male R&B, but he wrote some. I never knew that R. Kelly wrote pretty much everything on the radio. You know, it's funny. I didn't know that. And I, I actually, honest to God, was not really a big R. Kelly fan. So I didn't even know that either. It's like, I mean, his music was just like really good, but it's more so the songs that he wrote. And he was just, for somebody who can't read, he sure writes some good music. I ain't even trying to be funny, but we ain't going to talk about it too much. We ain't going to give him too much airtime. Um, <laughs> Next. All right, cool. And last last but not least, Monica versus Brandy. They going to argue, though. They little contest is going to go get personal. Yeah. I personally, like, I have personal ties to, not, like, kind of personal ties to Monica just by association, but I'm a more, I'm a Me too, we got the same last name. So, so period, but facts are facts, and I just yeah. feel like uh, Brandy definitely would win that just because of, for one, her vocals, and then her music. Monica got more hood hits. That's the thing. Like Monica, Monica music definitely stick hard in the hood. Like, like people will fight over Monica. Listen, I'm about to fight you through the computer screen because I'm not. I'm. I would never choose Brandy over Monica, but I get it. I understand. But Brandy had a more lasting impact. I mean, she had TV shows. Ain't even. I'm talking about music only. Forget the shows. I ain't talking. Yeah. About yeah, I'm talking about just legendary impact. Now you're right. You're right. Music. Never say, never say, never say, never. Monica definitely had like some in home. Clean up the music, clean up the house. Yes. 
hits that stick. Yeah, they stuck, but they was hood hits. I ain't going to try to, you know. But we ain't on that. I still love you, mom. For life. Let me tell you something. The auntie of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> the auntie of Atlanta. Shut up. All right. You anything else for Shop Talk? Might be Queen of Atlanta. Uh, I'm sorry to carry on with that one so long, but I just get real passionate when it comes to music. Um, I'll do one more because I did have more than that, but I overdid it with that last one. So I'll do one more and keep it short. Um, <clears throat> let me choose another one. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm trying to see which one is more important. Are you good, love? Um, okay. So have you heard about this story between Hitmaker and his girlfriend saying that he hit her? Yeah, the girl that he said is not his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, but so it's it's saying that well, he showed cameras. Yeah. Somebody had broke in and apparently did that to him, but he ain't got no hit. So they, you know, she was just like whatever. But I don't know. So lately, as of lately, I've just been watching a lot of TV shows and um, movies about people who fake stuff like that. So it's kind of opened my opened my eyes because. I do believe that, you know, domestic violence is definitely real. I see it. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that people be lying. Yeah, no, you're right. I, he, um, I can't remember if this was on the police report that I saw or if it was something else, but he was saying that him and the girl was chilling. She kept like insisting that they go to the pool and you see where the dudes broke in at, at the pool. And then in her phone, they ch- they took her phone and they checked that she had texted the guys his address right before they came to the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, honestly, this is the thing. Just being 1,000%, I know people who have gone to prison for setting people up, like doing this type of stuff for a living. And it's not shocking. Girls who have used dudes to, you know, in a, to get them in a vulnerable state and take advantage of them. Like, he probably was supposed to die. Like, just keeping it real based on what happened. Because them dudes took off as soon as the alarm went off. Like, y'all didn't think he had an alarm. Like, they clearly had a plan and it failed. And it's unfortunate because it does, obviously, she was pistol whipped. But I'm curious to know how that happened. Was was she trying to attack him? Or what, what, like what happened? Because if he didn't have any harm, what was the reason for him to try to, quote, unquote, protect himself? But it's, it's a fishy situation for sure. I obviously don't know him personally. But I kind of am leaning more towards the side of that was probably a setup. Uh, for sure. I'm definitely doing on the same. Um, I just, it, it just kind of made me sad just because um, I'm always rooting for somebody black, okay? For yeah, yeah. And, like, he kind of, like, fell off, especially after Love and Hip Hop. Like, he he had, like, a really, 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 really bad reputation. Mm-hmm. After. And so just to see somebody, like, I'm always for somebody making a comeback. I don't know who had the better comeback, him or Tiger, but... He did, for sure. He definitely just came back strong you know what i'm saying he changed his name and went off so you know what i'm saying just to see something like that happen and to know that it could possibly have been a setup it just fucked up like i just don't like it it's so crazy that people go through those lens i mean literally i just feel like setting somebody up and bringing harm to them now you cutting off your benefits why you can't just ride ride you know what i'm saying be down for the ride like enjoy the benefits that come with dealing with somebody but you rather to bring them harm and have somebody come into their personal space where they, where they stay at lay their head at and now you could potentially be throwing your life away but it's like i feel like people who do stuff like that they literally do not think about the repercussions they just want what they can get in that moment yeah no, that sucks I, um <coughs> sorry that, that ginger is really getting me <laughs> you smoke them cigarettes i seen you 
I, one thing about me, I don't smoke cigarettes. Now, I used to smoke black and miles. I quit smoking black and miles like four years ago. I hate that pool. Maybe three. <laughs> Maybe two. No, nah, it was longer than that. I stopped smoking black some long time ago. I still smoke hookah, though, so I don't care. Yeah, we know. Okay, ain't nobody tell you to call me out, niece. Sorry, aunt. All right, so um, <laughs> do we have anything else to add for our transition? That's triggering, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um a couple of weeks ago on the real housewives of atlanta there was a situation where basically so kenya is ma- was married to mark daly and we know nini is married to greg leaks okay cool so mark invited greg to a charity event and kenya is not cool with nini and she didn't want nini to come and she basically felt like mark was supposed to beef at that wedding with her but People, you know, basically he was just like, no, like that's not, I like Greg. Greg is my dude. And Greg was like, well, if I can't come, my wife can't come. So my question to you is basically, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are beefing with somebody, should that beef be mutual? Should they be also beefing? Or do you just let them, you know, carry on with their friendship as they had it before? Um, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not, I, well, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of the show, but I don't watch the show. So I don't keep up. So I don't even know how long Kenya and this man been dating with each other or how long. <laughs> Not for long. Just know. And then also, um, I don't know how long him and Greg have been friends. Like, were they friends before that happened? So, yeah, let me let me add some basis to it, because this, this is relevant, to I think, to your decision-making. So, Kenya and Mark got married after, like, being together for, like, four months, and I think they, at the most, they were married for two years. Now, <coughs> it's also mindful to note the um they their relationship was not in a good place. He was very disrespectful to her on the show and probably in real life. And even on this episode, they got a divorce the next day. So you know, just to kind of like paint the picture of the scene. But I'm pretty sure him and Greg did not know each other before the show, before it came, before any of that. And yeah, so that's basically what it is. Well, with that situation, I can kind of understand where Kenya is coming from a little bit because it just seemed almost like a clout chase. Um, because realistically, Kenya and Nini they have never been, like, friend-friends to where they hang out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not, like, something that, um, oh, this is my, you know, we eat dinner together, we go on double dates together, we hang out, blah, blah, blah. So it's not one of those situations. It just looks like a clout chase from her part of it, well, his part of it, because y'all haven't known each other that long. And then you're just so pressed for them to be there or be, you know, have them at your event or whatever, just because of, in my opinion, it's just because who they are, even though you are cool with them. I actually felt the same way, honestly, because there were some people that he invited to speak at this event that he didn't really know like that. And even when they were there at the event, he wasn't very welcoming to them or friendly. And I'm thinking like, Mark is really benefiting off of his wife's celebrity status. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this, this event would have even gotten attraction, and number one, if it wasn't on the show and if you didn't have those people, because Kenya missed the whole season because he didn't want to be on TV, and now you're on TV, you want all those TV acts to be at your event. Hmm. So, 
for me, I feel like it just varies, right? So I think I know some situations where I was beefing with somebody and my ex at the time or my boyfriend at the time was not beefing with that person. I just feel like there has to be a line drawn. Like I totally am for people making their own judgment. Maybe my experience with this person is not going to be the same experience that you have. But if you, if I'm going to be there, you need to, that's just going to have to be what it is. The person that I'm beefing with should already know what's up. We're not cool. So you don't need to come where I'm at. So I expect my man to be like, nah, we're going to have to just sit this one out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now, I feel like if it's situations, because I've had this situation happen with me. Um, so I dated somebody for five years and we lived together. And, and my friends, of course, over time, they built a friendship with him as well. So when we broke up, um, I had no communication with him. No social media, no text, no nothing. Like, we didn't talk and we didn't follow each other. I didn't like the fact that my friends were, like, well, some of them. Because one of my friends in particular, we personally haven't, at that time, we weren't friends for a long time. But we were only friends for less than a year. And then you lived in a whole different state. And you've only come up to visit maybe like two times, like you were living in Florida. So I didn't appreciate the fact that after we broke up, they were just still kicking online. Like it was like everything was cool. And I'm just like, yeah. realistically, like, it's not that you, it's not like you knew him for a long time. That's not your friend. Yeah. It should be nothing for you to cut him off. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, you shouldn't introduce people to people if you don't want them to be cool. I'm like, well, this was somebody I was dating. We're not dating no more. So you should definitely cut them off because it looks fishy. It just doesn't look right. <laughs> especially if something happens to for the reason we got to break up like they crossed you in a way that was very disrespectful i would personally be like i'm good on you like that's not even cool yeah and then on top of that like my friends who've been there been around since like kind of day one they didn't cut him off they didn't cut him off um oh because i cut him off i'm just saying like they didn't cut him off for. i mean but i wouldn't expect them to just wait overnight because i mean he was you know he, he was cool with them like, and he was around for so long, and it's not like he was my <clears throat> boyfriend, and we lived together, like, living in the same house, so, you know, whatever we did, we did together, and he was always around, so I get that, but um, I just think that it depends on the extent of um, <clears throat> how long y'all been friends. Now, when it comes to somebody in a relationship, like, say, for instance, if I'm beefing with somebody and I'm, and I'm dating somebody. Now, that's different because at this point, when we when we decide to date, we are one, okay? We are a union. So if I ain't fucking with this person or this person crossed me, you ain't got nothing to say to them. <clears throat> At all. Like, no conversation. Like, you don't have to be rude to them. You don't have to be, be an asshole. But realistically, it's nothing for y'all to talk about for real. Literally, what if, what if they were friends with them before y'all started dating? Oh well, I was playing out. Um, <laughs> Fat dog, you period. Uh, um, that's different. I'm I'm actually kind of lenient when it comes to stuff like that. Like if y'all knew each other before, okay, cool. But just give it a break, because I be feeling like when stuff like that happens, it's a conversation, and the conversation is always going to be revolved around our relationship and it's just like girl <laughs> yeah you're right i think first of all i think that um this is this is when social distance goes beyond coronavirus <laughs> you need to keep your distance so i've had a situation where i was friends with someone 
and they dated a friend of mine for a long time and then they broke up and I still was cool with that person. Now I didn't hang around them as frequently, but because I just didn't have a reason to like beef with this person that I still like kept in contact, but not like a, it just wasn't the same anymore. It was not the same at all, but I just feel like me cutting them off is kind of creating unnecessary beef, but I knew where to draw the line. Like, I think I just saw this person for the first time some months ago. And even then it was kind of weird. It was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm already weird about making friends these days just because people just be weird AF, but um, yeah, I'm definitely cautious about that. I don't like people being in my space because it's like certain stuff I talk about with my friends. I don't want to have to like censor that or can't talk about it just because somebody new is around. Like I don't, because I don't want them in, in my business. Sorry. What if you don't like your um your significant other's friends? Then I don't like them. Like I tell him, and I'm so sick because that has happened before too. That has happened. Um. Same ex, cause pretty my my other exes, I I was cool with their friends. Um, but this particular ex, <clears throat> he hung around this one particular friend, and that friend would always bring around new friends, and then it would just, I would just be like, so who's this hoe? Because I'm like, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause you ain't never mentioned him before. Hold on now. Hi, how are you? So um, he came, he, Halloween, we was going to a party and he invited his friends over to the house and my friends were there. So then he ended up bringing a new friend over with the boy. So I'm looking at the boy like, hey, how you doing? You know, we introduced ourselves. So after that, that was my first time ever meeting him. After that, they started hanging out. And it came, I forgot what happened, but something happened to where the boy was flirting with him and I felt that he was flirting with him. And he liked him, but he, he he insisted on me that it wasn't true. And as well as his other friend, he's like, oh, no, nah, they don't like each other like that. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, I don't know this boy. And then, like, he's very flirty. He be giving him stuff. Like, he come home with stuff that he ain't had before. So I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? So after a while, I'm like, I don't fuck with y'all. Because you're going to sit here and lie and take up for this. Like, I understand that's your friend. But I also wouldn't let my friend do their fucking boyfriend who ain't doing nothing wrong. I wouldn't, I would not let that happen. And so I ended up having to confront the boy about it, just how I felt. And of course he denied it. And then it just became an issue after that. Like he would try to speak to me. I wouldn't speak. I would just be, cause I don't want him to feel like, I know what's going on. Like I feel it. And I'm usually never wrong when I feel stuff. Like my instincts be on point. Listen, people usually, when you have them thoughts, you definitely, you usually not wrong. You got them thoughts for a reason. So we that happened in like 2012. We broke up. I still don't like that boy. I see the boy out to this day, and he know why I don't say nothing to him. I I just look at him and keep going. Well, probably was some fishy going on. That's a sad part because people would literally lie to your face. Uh, whenever we would have an argument, he would leave the house. That's where he would go. He would go over there. Put them. Oh my god! You know Telling all, all y'all business. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't see it. I've been in a relationship where I didn't like my significant other's fr- um, friends before, and it really started to draw a wedge because their loyalty to their friend and then their newly de- newly developed loyalty towards me, if that makes sense. So it's like, we go way back all these years, me and you together, been together one or two years, whatever the case is, and they just did not know how to draw the line. And so when that person would get disrespectful or they would just do things out of line, they really didn't have my back. 
it was more so of a just chill. He mean like that. Uh, they didn't mean like that. So now I look crazy. Now I'm arguing with y'all when I know I ain't tripping. So it just eventually, we just had to break up. And it wasn't just for that specific reason. But I felt like you ain't got my back in this. Who knows what she'll let go down. I ain't with it. Tell you something that shows a lot. Like, if you can't check your friends for real, for real, like, realistically, I know them your folks, but especially if there's some stuff going down where I don't feel comfortable, I feel like you should check it. Don't have me looking crazy. Yeah. Oh, you can hit the door, and I ain't playing one thing about it. One thing ain't about it. I'm saying, I feel like if my, if my, I, I look at all my relationships very seriously, and I just feel like if there's anything that's making me uncomfortable, it needs to be addressed now. Every little thing can't be an issue, but I'm pretty sure we have enough uh, judgment to be able to, like, no, she shouldn't be talking to you like that, or he shouldn't be kicking like that when you come around. Or make I think I was looking at, um, I was looking at this interview from this couple, I think they were on like a reality show, and basically the, the husband's best friend, it was a guy, he called their son, their daughter fat. And the wife got mad and the husband didn't check him about it. He didn't even see what the problem was. But the issue is that this daughter had a, had a disease that has something to do with her weight gain. And so the wife was mad because the husband didn't check it. And he was just like, you know, he, really, he didn't mean it that way. Okay, well, you still need to apologize. Because now I'm mad. Girl, that wasn't her husband. That was his husband. That's- <laughs> Since you want to be up his ass and, and taking up for him, be with him. Period. That other day. Um, I, I do have a situation that happens a lot. Um, just I have a I have friends who are in the industry. This is different because I not only have to bring this up because people in the industry do stuff way different than us regular folks do. <laughs> um I always end up having to like, like say for instance, if I'm friends with you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, even if, it don't even have to be nothing in the industry, but like say for instance, I'm a makeup artist. So of course I'm going to run into a lot of people, a lot of women. So if I'm friends with you, right? And then my client is uh, my client who is your current boyfriend, your current boyfriend's ex. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your friend is my current boyfriend. Your boyfriend, right? Uh-huh. You, your boyfriend, your current boyfriend's ex-girlfriend also books me to do her makeup as well. Okay, I don't like that. See what I'm saying? And okay. then we, I, we get cool. I get cool both of y'all. Like, I, you're my client and that's my client. But, yeah, they be have, my, my client, my, they'll have a problem with that sometimes. They'll be like, oh, so. What? What's the problem, though? Well, I think it's just because, like, sometimes people be feeling like you owe they you you know loyalty. They love that word. People love. I get it. it. That's not to me. That's not loyalty though. That's I mean, you know what? I can't even say because it's business. Like you can't get mad at business because at the end of the day, I have to make my money and I have to do me. And it would depend on how close me and you are. Like, I feel like if you're just my makeup artist, we could obviously people get cool with the people that provide those kind of services for them. Like yeah. I, I had a situation where me and a, a friend was no longer cool anymore. We went to the same wax lady. You think I'm gonna like tell her to stop waxing her? No, I. Okay, we don't have the same appointment. It don't have nothing to do with nothing. But when it comes to the point where I feel like maybe you might be talking about me or sharing my business, then obviously there's an issue. But I think for the most part, if we don't have a tight relationship like that, I don't think that that should even matter. Good point. So, Piriana, uh, what about have you um beef with people with your significant other's relatives? 
No, I'm very, uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm very respectful. My um, Now, I have situations where, if anything, somebody who I've talked to and we stop talking, they freaking relatives still be hitting me up trying to have conversations with me. And I think that's weird because it's just like, hey, I don't date your son no more. So, you know, you're going to have to do this. You no, know they know they know you was, you, you was the one that got away because I definitely had that situation. It was more like a help me type situation. <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah, but. I think they knew yeah. the child one shit. <laughs> yeah, I actually have never. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever beefed with relatives, but I have built very close relationships with with my my ex's parents. And they um like after we break up, they'll be like, "Yeah, I know. You just got to be patient with them." I don't have that kind of patience. I ain't no doctor. Okay. Yeah, y'all birthed this, this man, not me. So exactly next, but yeah, they'll be like, you know, I knew, I knew it was only a matter of time, but. You know, you're just so good for him. Okay, I'm good for a lot of people. That don't mean we got to be together. Okay? Okay, I'm sorry that I'm a good catcher. Ain't not. We're going to get a bat. Say what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't tell how long we've been recording? Huh? You don't tell how long we've been recording? No. Hmm. Sorry, the joke went over my head. So I was saying because I'm a good catch. And then I said, go get a bat like a baseball. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, um, she would have notes. She got a notepad, y'all. The notepad is going off. I see your post the other day about um, like missing out on money and stuff. How how are you? How are you making it? Like with this coronavirus and being a freelancer. So, this may sound weird, but I I let my I let companies owe me for a minute. <laughs> So that way I can like, hey, you owe me money when I need it. Yeah. So um, I still have money coming in from that, but luckily I do roommate. So that also plays a big factor in my Woo! money situation because if I didn't, I would be F-U-C-K-E-D. Y'all rent is literally my mortgage. Yeah. So I would have been effed up if that happens. Had I, you know, I probably would have better saving habits if I lived by myself. But for the most part, I would have been effed up. Um, but everything is working out pretty cool. I um I am missing out on a lot of money. Like for real, for real. When I I didn't think about it initially because I was like, whatever. Uh, all this stuff is being canceled. It'll come back. Like they'll you know reschedule it da, 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 it'll get back to it and then I just sat down and realized like because I think that initially because it went away so fast in China that I'm like it won't be here that long right but not eight now the way now that I see how people are treating it and how people are just not taking it seriously it's starting to like worry me a little bit so I had to sit down and calculate it I promise you I probably calculated maybe like seven thousand dollars within a month that I won't be getting plus oh, Lord. Plus, okay. That ain't even include a gratuity. So, yeah, my heart fell. Because I'm like, dang, my birthday coming up. And I'm, I'm trying to move. I want a new car. Yeah, so I mean, man, I, I want a new car too, man. But my car is not. I'm glad I didn't get it because it was just going to sit there collecting pollen. <laughs> new car smell be gone by the end of summer. The car that I want, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blend in. The pollen going to blend in on it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't like that. And I don't need no new bills. Now I'm like, I'm just going to ride my verse out because it's paid for. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. But no, I mean, even even for myself, I still get kind of worried. Like, my job has been pretty busy. My work, 
my workload. But what if one day the CEO was like, you know what, we got to put this project on hold. And I got, I kind of got hired to assist with the rollout of this project. So it was like, well, do y'all need me? Okay. It's scary. I can't lie. So I always think like, okay, if I get unemployment, it's going to be enough to pay my mortgage. And that's about it. Like, so what else? Like... (sighs) Don't think like that, Lisa. I know I try not to, but I just remember I just remember when during the last recession and how people were saying, I, don't, I mean, obviously everybody's lifestyle is a little bit different, but I, I know nothing's guaranteed and, you know, I save and all that other stuff, but savings run out when you use it. So I just need to not have to re- result to using it. Well, I'll say what won't run out. OnlyFans, you better sign up. <laughs> oh my God. The pe- okay, we ain't got to talk about that one, baby. We need to talk about the people, the, the, I got you. Yeah. Just here, just here. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else you want to add? Um, I just want to say, I just want to tell everybody to please stay at home time, go back to work. Please. No. My birthday. It's hot outside. It's 80 degrees. Can't enjoy it. Like, I'm going to really imp- appreciate outside so much better. Like, I'm going to go out every day. I ain't going <laughs> to. Yeah, me too, so I can burn out. I, I'm, I can't believe I'm interested. I mean, I've been exercising and stuff, like going for walks in my neighborhood, but food is right there, like right there. But next time I re-up on groceries, I'm literally only getting organic stuff, like plant-based stuff. I have to. I have to. With me, we can practice social distancing. <laughs> I need to go to the farmer's market. Come on. Pull up like I whenever you're ready. you crazy. Oh, but anyway. Oh, sorry. Don't cut me off. I just want to give a couple shout outs. I want to shout out to um, me for just being me out here in these streets adoring me. I want to give a shout out to Azalea Banks because she's talking about how she can, how people can't do shit for a bitch. <laughs> um, and I just want to give a shout out to coronavirus because. <laughs> you a bad bitch. You stopped so many bads. This is the biggest bad. I <laughs> It's like you really a bad bitch with that for real, for real coronavirus. Like I ain't never seen nobody go worldwide with the bad stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like that's crazy. But yeah, uh, uh, I had to say, teach me your ways, Auntie Rona. You're crazy. Anyway, y'all. All right, it's been another episode via Zoom OD podcast. I can't wait to be back recording the studio, and I'll be happy with the outcome of the episodes. Oh my gosh, she has no faith, y'all. I do have faith. I just wanted to be perfect. Anywho, um, all right, y'all. Bye, niece. <laughs>